Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. left that movie last night in tears and i was not expecting that (laughs) yeah i don't know (laughs) yeah i mean happy tears but also like two real tears so right i just wanted to go in being like damn dakota's embarrassing and that was not what i got so right it'll be a fun movie they said it'll be fun (laughs) (laughs) it'll be fun it'll be great it'll be just a good goof and laugh and that was not that was not what i got um (laughs) Anyways, welcome to Into the Twilight. Woo. We're so glad that you're here. I am so unbelievably excited to have, and I know that I've said this for several weeks now, shut the fuck up, um, to have an unbelievable expert on this podcast who's not only Twitter, but just a triple thread of a TikTok <laughs> and an Instagram that I admire. Yeah. And I am so glad to have you on the show. And I'm trying to keep it cool and, like, professional and stuff, um, but I'm actually, like, <laughs> a very excited to have you. So thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you so much for oh having me. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Literally, when Allie was, like, coming up with, with guests and stuff and brought your name up, I was like, oh, my God, starstruck. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> thank you. I'm so flattered. <laughs> Nobody cuts an egg like you do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yes. Um, for anyone that truly has the audacity to not know who you are and what you do across the internet, could you introduce yourself? Tell everyone who you are and everything that you do? Yeah, totally. Um, I'm Bettina McElintel, and like my official thing is that I'm a reporter at Eater. Um, but I'm also just, like, very much an internet person. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just, like, a chronic poster, but also a food writer. <laughs> yes. I, Bettina, <sighs> the, the things that you post on both Instagram and TikTok are unbelievably aesthetic. Yes. And I feel like... <laughs> yeah. I know that you're like, oh, it's actually just vibes. Like, I'm not posting recipes. Um, But I feel like if I had seen your content, like, 10 years ago on Tumblr, I, it would have just, I would have made, like, a food blog. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like my main goal is I just, I feel like I'm, like, trying to be, like, the, the, like, internet person I always wanted to be when I was a teenager, you know? Because I feel Mm. like I was always very online. And I was, like, seeing all these other people and being like, oh, that's, like, a cool internet person. And now I'm just trying to, like, do the cool things online. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's some real inner teen healing right there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, think about, like, my, like, 13-year-old self on MySpace being like, wow, I'm so jealous of these people who have, like, like all these internet friends. And now I'm like, oh, I'm an adult with internet friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. You all listening to this Twilight podcast in the year 
of our world, 2022, <laughs> can be the internet person that your team dreamed that you were. Yeah. Says Bettina. Anything's possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is amazing. I There's unfortunately not a lot of food. There's a little bit of food in the movie that we're talking about today. Um, but I will say that taking a look um, more deeply into the fantastic work that you have done um, made me very hungry at like 7 a.m. this morning, which was criminal. Um, but it's it's all good. It is not your fault. It is but mine. Um, one, of th- <laughs> one of the things that we try to do um, with usually the really fucked up and nasty content that we cover on the show um, a la Twilight, Fifty Shades, things like that. So we like to check in and say, hey, before we get into this, how you doing? What's a happy thing that's happened to you recently? Could you start us off? Yeah, totally. So I think my main thing is like, you know, it's a long weekend. I'm really stoked on that. Um, but I think just like the main happy thing is like I went to the beach yesterday and it somehow felt very like vacation vibes, even though it was just like oh. took the train out in New York and like, you know, still really not that far from home. Um but yeah, I like got a little sunburn. I got I got a little drunk on the beach. It was really nice. It is amazing to me that you can live in a world where you can take a train to the beach. That is right. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, and it, I think, it is stories like that that very much romanticize New York. And then I remember, no one can afford to live there. And I said, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Thank you. Like, Thank that's you for right. That reminder, life. Um, well, and then you take the train like home. Labor Day love. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, then you get, you take the train home and you're very much like hit with reality and it's like disgusting again. And you're like sweaty and covered with sand. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, this is just like, <laughs> it's a little fantasy. <laughs> oh, that is very true. I forgot about the fact that you do, in fact, have to ride a train home after being exactly. exhausted and, <laughs> yeah. and covered in sand. Um, that does really kind of take away the, the mystical vibes of it. But I do love a, a little Labor Day treat of going to the beach. That is yeah. beautiful. Oh, I love that so much. Cody, how are you doing? I know I just talked to you yesterday, but the people don't know that. I know. But <laughs> yeah, now you just, now everyone knows. You're welcome, everyone. Well, um, <laughs> um, I'm vibing. I, um... I am running out of happy things, I feel. <laughs> also, I'm Don't not... tell people that. No, <laughs> no that's Coming not... up on six years, no, you can't say that. that's not true. I'm saying because I haven't done anything new very recently, because I'm still on my Keeping Up with the Kardashians yeah. hole, so we're still on that journey. Nothing new has changed there, and that's all we're watching at this point. <laughs> but I will say, I did um, stumble across, uh, stumble across uh, this stand-up special on YouTube that I really liked um, mm. from Sunny Laprade, Laprade, Laprade. Okay. I don't know. Um, she's kind of been like popping off on TikTok a little bit. Um, she's a trans woman and does like this full hour stand-up special that was fucking hilarious from top to bottom. And I also think she's a friend of friend of the show, Ezra. Oh shit! Really? I think so. I think they went to college together. Um, okay. But I highly recommend. It is a very hilarious time a lot of like fun religious trauma jokes um a lot of small town jokes that's all you needed to say um, got it and gender stuff it is uh top tier um it's called queer or queer enough by sunny laprade um and it's on youtube and it's for free so have a fun time Did Bren sue right yeah 
That's amazing. Yeah. I will need to write that down immediately. Yeah, big fan. Uh, how are you? Um, since the last week uh, that I spoke to you all, podcast friends, aka 24 hours since I talked to Cody, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I also had to kind of dig deep for a happy thing. Um, because most of the past 24 hours has been me um, just kind of deep in my West Wing rewatch and Ooh. playing Civ. Um, you know, just really positive mental health stuff. All the good things I do when I'm feeling very well. Um, <laughs> and so one thing that I did um, and was figure out, okay, what am I going to do to make myself and honor, honor my inner child. Um, and it was very much inspired by Bettina. Um, as I was like, I'm craving something fucking sweet. What am I going to do? Um, and I realized that I had all of the ingredients in my home for edible cookie dough. Amazing. Now, here's the thing. Um, I am a slut for purchasable cookie dough. Yes. Stuff that you're not supposed to eat. <laughs> yeah. You know, wink. Um, here's, so what I did was I made edible cookie dough, but the right way, you know, like I microwaved the flour, whatever the fuck, you know, I don't care, but I was like, I'll just, whatever. Um, anyways, it was very easy to do. Um, cause I love to cook, but baking, you have to be like, listen, I'm a woman in STEM in my day job. It's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like to, but when I cook, I don't measure. I just do things by my heart. Um, and baking, you have to, otherwise you can like really fuck stuff up, uh, which is why baking has been hard. And so I followed it. I got out my teaspoons and tablespoons and it was delicious. Um, and I highly recommend doing edible cookie dough that doesn't actually make your stomach hurt afterwards. Yeah. So that is my happy thing. Um, and just a good life lesson. <laughs> it's just a good life lesson um, that you can microwave flour, which I'd never done in my entire life. Um, and I didn't. Oh, smart. This. So that sounds really good. Uh, yeah, I felt like a fool using my meat thermometer on flour. But you know what? <laughs> if it means not getting sick. Which, like, again, I don't care. I've eaten, <laughs> I've eaten cookie dough my entire life. If I get um, taken out by cookie dough, that's like, on me, okay? <laughs> exactly. Um, but it was it was very easy to do and very satisfying. Because there's something about purchasing edible cookie dough that I find frustrating. Sure. Like, I'd rather just purchase cookie dough and be like, you know what? Fuck it. Um, but... Very simple, very easy, and I liked it a lot. So, Hell yeah. go team. We love to see it. Now, Bettina, when we were emailing, you had mentioned that you did not have a TMTM Twilight backstory. Yeah, I it, like some. Would love to know more about that. And also know a little bit more about your relationship to the media, about Rob, Christian, and the rest of the, the cast. Totally. So, yeah, like, somehow, like I mentioned, somehow, like, I was very much like a hot topic teenager. Like, that was my whole thing. Uh -huh. Super emo, super into my chemical romance. Like, you know, all of that. So, like, I should have been a Twilight diehard fan. Loved Robert Pattinson as Cedric Diggory, yes. but somehow Twilight just, it, it, it never happened for me. Like, 
everyone I was friends with was sort of obsessed, but I just like, yeah, I just sort of like observed it from afar, but never got too into it. That is good. Good. <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Um, have you since, since middle school, since high school, um, have you still stayed on the periphery or have you dabbled at all? I always feel like I've dabbled in that, like, I think I watched New Moon or something for the first time, like, three years ago. And I was like, okay, that was, like, truly an experience. Um, (laughs) And I was like, I was like, I was a little sad that, like, I didn't get into it in the height of it, right? Because I feel like everyone has such a rich sort of, like, Twilight personal lore and backstory and, like, have all these jokes around it. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this would have been fun. But, like, getting into it as, like, a 29-year-old at the time, I was like you know, maybe this is not the time in my life for this. (laughs) Right, sure. (laughs) I, that makes a lot of sense to me. Now I have, I have a feeling based on the, your mentions of being chronically online, that you have some experiences with Rob and Kristen and the media that they have created. Could you talk to us a little bit about the later movies that, they have done post twilight or the the mistakes that they have made a la rob's pasta (laughs) (laughs) i think that i'm always just like i feel like you know i think like my intro to rob was like cedric diggory right and i felt like i was ahead of the curve on that one and then he sort of like became so huge and just sort of like so bizarre and so every so often i do sort of fall into a hole where i like watch every single you know, like, interview that he does, and he's clearly just, like, making shit up, or, like, yep. <laughs> like not being very serious, and, like, kind of lying. Um, so, yeah, I would say, like, I mostly keep up with Rob. I can't say it's, like, that niche, but I do love the video where he, like, goes to search for the hot dog. Um, I do love, sort of, like, I do love my little, sort of, like, fall down the Rob rabbit hole. Yeah, he's one of our greatest living chaos agents, you know? Like, <laughs> I can Yeah, I mean, I feel like you... I feel oh, so bad for any sort of, like, new journalist. And I don't I don't know. But I feel so bad for any sort of journalist that has to go to a press junket with him. And you have to imagine that whether they know about Rob or whether they don't, that any time you go to a press junket with him, you have to be like, oh, God, this is like going... <laughs> you know anything that he says is going to be a lie. So you have to be prepared <laughs> with, like, 20 different questions depending on how he answers because it's all going to be riddles <laughs> yeah exactly i feel like i so, like when i watch those videos i do feel bad because i'm like sometimes like okay this this journalist is taking this way too seriously and this man is not here for <laughs> <Right>. it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yes the that is one of my favorite things seeing him all of the things that he did for the batman with his pasta crimes, which I would imagine, given your relationship to the eater, that had to have been a, a topic of conversation. Is that correct? I was not. I was not at eater yet when that happened, and I think I'm okay. So this happened in May 2020. Uh, God, I feel like forever. somehow, right? I was I was at Vice, and I think that like it came up, but I think we just like end up we didn't end up covering it or anything. Um, but yeah, it was definitely it was definitely a thing. I was not expecting. Robert Pattinson pasta to sort of be a company right. in my life. <laughs> it is a it is a mess there. Um, that's that is something that I've been very surprised 
by and very grateful for personally for us is that Rob and Kristen have been able to break out of the impressions I think that they were made on the public by the Twilight movies and continue to do not just projects that they were very interested in but projects that have been able to make a massive impression on the public eye Mm -hmm. thinking a lot about the um, Princess Diana movie that we covered with Kristen Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that so many people were like how dare you how dare you put Kristen in that Um, and being able to look at that work and Cody and I just talked about it forever being like no actually that was the best choice (laughs) to do (laughs) so totally I mean, I feel like the thing with them is that, like, the thing I, like, really respect is that I feel like both of them sort of ended up at such a, with, like, such a sort of, like, weird public image where, like, so many people sort of gave them shit for Twilight that it was almost, like, only up from there. Yeah. And so I feel like I like that they've, like, both really taken risks that it's, like, actually kind of worked out, I think, for the most part for both of them. Mm. I 100% agree with that. The seeing... I'm very curious to see what they are going to do next. And I think that it's allowed for them to be very, I don't know, just creative and kind of not give a fuck. I mean, we're seeing that now with Kristen doing that uh, haunted ghost show. um, That they're like, you know what? Sure. Whatever. Yeah, just do do some weird shit. Yeah, (laughs) have fun. Yeah. Uh, Also, I feel like I just have to... Oh, sorry. No, please. Um... I was just going to say, I feel like I have to put in a plug for the the um, underwater movie that Kristen yes. did. Yes. I just, like, I love, like, I love, like, this, I love, like, an underwater horror movie. And I feel like that one was just, like, really, it was a, it was a, like, very good version of the, you know, that sort of classic trope of, like, people being caught underwater and, like, some crazy shit happens. And I thought she did a really good job. And not enough people appreciate that movie enough. Hard agree. I 100% agree. Yeah. Truly the only flaw is that T.J. Miller is in it. Everything else, perfect. For real? <laughs> but, like, he died pretty quickly, yeah. I think, right? Like Not quickly enough. He was one of overwhelming cousins. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely not a overbearing, which is great. Um, but, yeah, that movie is, I think because of when it came out and stuff, it kind of was easy to just not be on the, the larger writer of things. But it's a, it's a great, it's a fun flick. I love it. I love that movie, Totally. Too. It was being able to see her with that kind of, like, buzz cut. Oh, yeah. And I think, if I remember correctly, it starts off with her, like, brushing her teeth um, and in a, like, tank top. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. This is going to be a problem. I'm already, that's all you needed to show for me, actually. <clears throat> I'm sold. Yeah, it's like, it was very, like, do I want to look like this? Do I want to be her? Do Honestly, I want to date her? Yeah. Like, it was, like, sort of the epitome of that look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was, and I think that's my hope, and this is a, it reminded me a lot of when I saw, um, hello, my brain is forgetting what this was called. Um, It reminded me a lot of when I saw, is it Alien? Yes, Alien Mm -hmm. for the first time. Like when I saw Shigourney uh, Weaver and I was like, damn, do I want to look like her? Do I want to be with her? Um... And that is how I felt watching Underwater. Um, and I hope at some point, pe- more people do end up watching it. Yeah. That is my hope. Yeah, exactly. I'm an Underwater truther. I feel like Good. I need to push yes. it. Yes. There are dozens of us. 
<laughs> that is, I'm so glad that someone with your platform is using, <laughs> using it for good in the world. Thank you. We need more, we need more of you out yeah. in the world. I am so glad um, that we were able to have you on to talk about Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Had you seen this prior to us reaching out to talk about this film? No, I hadn't. It was like on my long list of things to watch, but I did. I then like you reached out and I was like, okay, I'll move it to the top of the list. <laughs> nice. <Okay. laughs> I, I'm very excited um, to hear your thoughts about this. And Cody, I remember when we had first talked about this, that you knew Cooper's name. Yes. Right. You had, can you remind me? why you knew his name <laughs> why i know this man um <laughs> who is this man this uh this kid um so i watched his first movie shithouse um which came out like probably like end of 2019 early 2020 um and that okay. was when he was like a festival darling at the time because he was like probably like freshly 21 22 maybe when that movie came out and he was like, I wrote it, directed it, and I'm starring in it. Come at me. Um, and I made it for like $15,000. Okay. So like, this is my movie. And it's like a very simple, like nice kind of like college e-movie of like following this one dude throughout like a college frat party or something. And it's like really sweet or whatever. Um, so that kind of like established him for like a lot of like Sundance big wigs and like all these like Hollywood people being like okay this kid's got something you know like he's just gonna do yeah. this whole thing um and also seeing him do this kind of again in the same way of like writing directing also starring in it um now with like Dakota Johnson and like actual budget and you know purchased by Apple TV for like the most amount of acquisition money I think from Sundance at that time or whatever um it's like okay this guy's like maybe serious but he's also like this kid who's just m making movies. Um, so I think I like him a lot. I think he's got a, a nice charm to him in like the, the indie scene, which I appreciate. What I didn't expect, I know that we had talked about the trailer before. Mm -hmm. What I forgot until I watched this last night, he's hot. Yeah. And I, <laughs> that is annoying. Um, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because he's, supposed to be this 22 year old flop who doesn't have his shit together but is surprisingly not an asshole yeah and that is hard to reckon with no one should look that good in a vest that says meat sticks you know what i mean <laughs> like exactly. that just seems kind of fucked up right <laughs> i will say dear friends it is going to be hard to talk about this film this film um, without talking about uh, ableism and uh, miscarriage. So mm -hmm. if those are not cool for you, love you, talk to you later. Yeah. Just going to say that right now. Um, I, Bettina, what, what did you know about Mr. Shithouse Cooper Rafe <laughs> going in? And, and obviously Lime Liar, uh, Dakota Johnson. And going into this movie. <laughs> okay, so I had never heard of Cooper Rape before. Um, I, like, love Dakota Johnson. Um, I love the, like, love the limelight. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, for some reason, this movie is, like, 
it was like one of those movies that everyone was talking like everyone was talking about saying it was good and then it sort of like dropped off my radar mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i feel like something about like the combination of like the name and the people in it like every time i try to call to mind like before watching it obviously every time i tried to call to mind like what it was about i was like no clue completely yeah, blacked yes. out like when you and like especially because you emailed me about it, I was like I had convinced myself briefly it was like a vampire movie, and I was like, <laughs> I saw, so then I started watching it. I was like, this is completely different uh, than what I expected. Yeah. Now, um, but I do, I do was, love Dakota Johnson. If Andrew was a vampire, this would make this movie hilarious. Yeah, the movie's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, God. I also think that like. I think, like, something about the name, like, I was expecting it to be much more comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's not. It's, like, it's surprisingly, like, it's surprisingly heavy. Yeah. Especially, to like, the conceit of it. It's, like, ooh, party starter. So, so happy. Mm-hmm. And to find out, like, because I think I, that was the main thing I knew, was that Andrew got done with college, was going to be a party starter at both bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs Mm -hmm. i was like great i love this i'm so excited to watch a happy movie it's not a happy movie (laughs) no i regret to inform you all (laughs) it's funny there's quite a bit of funny parts in this it's not a happy movie and that is that's a very important distinction to make yeah it's very good though and I'm very glad that I watched it. And I think that surprisingly, there's a lot of movies that we watch and discuss on here that are not good movies. Yes. <laughs> I feel like this is surprisingly one of the very few that are good movies. And that is refreshing. But it's also not, it's not, it's not happening. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I kind of kept feeling like I kind of kept feeling like it was going to sort of take a turn to like being, you know, having a like happier ending or just like being more light, and then it sort of never really did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is not to say that I disliked it. I liked it, but I was just like, oh, okay, this is just going to be keep being sort of like this coming of age, like shit kind of sucks situation, which is very. I don't disagree with. I think when I think about, like, coming out of college, being 22, that sounds right. Yeah. That sounds fair. Um, And I, so I get it. But I think that I should have known about four minutes into this (laughs) when, like, 12-year-old Andrew gets done with, I think it was a, I think it was a bat mitzvah. Mm -hmm. And he goes to that party starter, Bella, and is like, hey, I know that you're, like, 20. But I'm in love with you. Right. Let's and make this like, work. Homie. No. <laughs> and I'm just sitting on my couch dying from secondhand embarrassment. That's when I should have known. Yeah. This was not going to be good. The trajectory um, of this film. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it kind of laid out the whole thing from there of like, hey, Andrew likes older women um, and doesn't like happiness. And yet I was like, <laughs> let me just see how this movie goes. Maybe it'll change. <laughs> I will say I should have... I feel like there should have been a warning for the jump scare that is that guy from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh my god. <laughs> when he came up. <laughs> oh, that's where he's from. I was like, this guy looks so familiar. Yeah. That makes sense. Because <laughs> uh. that dude... I mean, I'm glad he's still getting work. 
Yeah. And it makes sense, right? We've got a lot of, like, Jewish energy here. Mm-hmm. That's what I associate him with. And that... But he has such a distinctive voice, and I will always associate him with Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he's, like, this perfect encapsulation of like the one step parent that you're like oh he sucks so bad but like my mom seems happy but like we all just have to deal with this but he sucks is so good like you're not you're not abusive you're not really a dick you're just weird (laughs) and i don't like you yeah so you just have like bad vibes (laughs) and it sucks (laughs) right had you have either of you been to a, a bat mitzvah or a bar mitzvah Oh, man. Uh, I have not. I have been to several (laughs) in my day. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Cody, are these accurate? Is this true to form? Honestly, I would say, yeah. I, from when I was, I went to a, like, majority Jewish uh, middle school and high school um, when I was, like, 13 um, in New York. So, obviously, it was, like, a lot of big party situation going on there. And they go so fucking hard. (laughs) um, It is... (laughs) truly insane um i would say these are pretty accurate obviously like the music and stuff would be different from like when i was a 13 year old but you know what i mean they didn't play wop when you were in middle school right (laughs) but like the you know the spray t-shirts the just very elaborate um dances the party starters all of the it's it's very the very judgy parents in the background being like my party is better than your party (laughs) you know what i mean um that is i felt very um seen heard represented (laughs) as a bar and bat mitzvah (laughs) attendee for like a full year of my life (laughs) that is one that's very helpful to know yeah because when i was watching this i was like damn these look so expensive yes um (laughs) and knowing that now and seeing the parents in these movies what i really wanted after this was the TLC's four weddings, but yes, bat and bar mitzvahs. Oh my god, that would be so good. <laughs> That's like a show and made for me. I know that would be very unhealthy for the children. Yes, and I still want it. <laughs> right. However, <laughs> that would be good content. I still think it would be absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that the, would be hilarious. I have never wanted an uh, a sprayed t-shirt an airbrush t-shirt more than yeah this movie they're so sick yeah that was a really good scene i uh i really wanted one as well i feel like i always was jealous of people who got those because i feel like that's always a you go to the beach and they have them there Mm -hmm. yeah and to know that you had someone at your party you're doing it indoors (laughs) right everyone is huffing those fields uh (laughs) is very cool to me I love that very much. Yeah, that scene is really powerful, too, because obviously it, like, comes from a very traumatizing thing that just happened, but the way they're all, like, kind of walking out in, like, a really kind of badass way in these, like, (laughs) spray puff t-shirts is very good. It's so cool, because there's that, there's promotional, I think they release them as, like, teaser photos, Mm -hmm. and then it's in the trailer where Dakota Johnson playing Domino is in that shirt. And it's like, what? Why? (laughs) Why is she in that shirt? And then you get more of the context in the movie about why. Um, The, I'm very curious to know your feelings on Dakota Johnson playing Domino. Lola's mom slash what Andrew thought was a French au pair. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think she's, she was really 
compelling in this. I think obviously we've seen her kind of do more like the mother roles, right? Um, Just so weird. Mm -hmm. Which is like an interesting pivot for her, for sure. Um, But especially this being like a younger mom and especially a mother who had a child very, very young um, and sort of still like figuring out what it even means to be an adult, but also taking care of a child and being that being your full responsibility and like figuring shit out. Um, I think it's like a good medium for her because she's still like very easily readable as like young and like a 20 something and like party, whatever. But um, I think like the maturity that she brings to stuff is really cool. Um, And especially in this role, which is like super complicated. um, It's kind of this nice middle ground for her to be like in both of those worlds in a way that like really makes sense. I agree. Yeah, like, I think it's interesting that she's sort of ended up in her, like, playing a single mom era, mm-hmm. like, because I feel like I, I feel like I, I, I don't know, I feel like it's interesting that she was in, what was it, The Lost Child? Is mm-hmm. that what it was called? Uh, the Lost Daughter? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, oh, okay. yeah. That that was, like, sort of so recent, and then to see her sort of play, like, a similar, similar role again, I thought she did a really good job. I think that, I don't know, I think maybe this is because I'm, like, I'm at that age where I'm like confused about how old people look because I can't tell how old I look anymore. But, but I think like, like she is, I think she was supposed to be 32 and she like is 32 in real life, but just seeing her and Cooper rape, I was like, do they like, I don't know in my head, they just didn't look like they had the right age difference mm-hmm. between them. Like I was not seeing her next to him and being like, Oh yeah, this is definitely like an older woman, you know? Right. Um, but I think once I like, I just have to keep reminding myself of that, but you know, I think it, she really worked in the role. I was really glad with how they played, with how Dakota played Domino. I was very worried, I think about 10, maybe 15 minutes into the movie, when I saw Domino and Lola off to the side at the mm-hmm. first party. And knowing that Lola was autistic, I immediately went to what usually happens in movies of it is a neurotypical actor mm-hmm. playing playing uh, neurodivergent. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, I was like, no, I don't, I'm out of this. And then to find mm-hmm. out that, I think her name is Vanessa. Yes. Um, is autistic. Changed, and I... I could, t- I was like, damn, this actress is really good. And then to find out that she is autistic, I was like, okay, that changes one, how much I appreciate this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was, it became very clear that she's obviously acting. Um, but there were a lot of mannerisms that she was doing that felt very ingrained and is harder for a neurotypical actor to fake. Mm-hmm. Um, because it will come off, <laughs> it will come off weird. Um, but I appreciated that Domino was treating her like her daughter, and it the movie wasn't necessarily about. Uh, it wasn't going to be about Domino um, and her experience having an autistic daughter, which is what I was afraid of. Yeah. It, it still ended up being about Andrew, which is fine. Like, that's what the movie's mm-hmm. about. I was very worried it was going to be like, oh, I'm Domino. I had a child too early, and now she's autistic. Like, poor me, which is right. not It definitely steered away from, me. like, the quote-unquote how hard it is to, like, 
you know, raise an autistic child or a neurodivergent child because, like, that's the one thing that she is, like, the most sure of in her relationships. Like, her relationship with Lola is, like, the most solid thing Mm -hmm. here. And the fact that it's not just, like, this thing that usually happens, which is, like, oh, it's such a burden or it's such a terrible, like, experience, which is obviously not true, but, like, a lot of people depict it that way, is, like, because that is already so, like, they know each other and have this thing that's, like, already so solid person. Like, everything else is chaos, you know? And Domino seemed very adamant throughout the movie, which I appreciated, that her issues with relationships are, one, her issue. Yeah. But also, it's her issue with commitment and not anything to do with Lola. Mm-hmm. And I think that it would have been very easy and has been in other movies of, it's because I have a disabled kid. Right. And to just see, like, Lola's just vibing. <laughs> Lola's having a lot of issues with, like, really shitty kids at yeah. her school. But, like, Lola's vibing. She's yeah. just chill. She's got a, um, a very cool collection of potato mashers, which I'm honestly very jealous her of. Her room is cool as fuck. <laughs> is so sick. Uh, yeah, that was a cool collection. Yeah. Made it a lot easier to enjoy this movie for me. Though I was very curious why she was 12 and she had a sitter, but we didn't get a lot of explanation about how, um, I think it was, yeah, I, that part I was very confused about, but I, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. I think it might've just been about like company rather than support Mm -hmm. with other things. Yeah. That was sort of my read on it too. I think it was, that was not necessarily explained earlier on, but I think once Andrew started hanging out over there, I was like, okay, I think I got this, so. Mm-hmm. I got you. The, I, I would love to know your thoughts on the otter pop scene. <laughs> the otter pop scene. The, oh, where she. Who was not an ASMR person. Sure. Um, that was. I would also have liked to jump scare. Um, but I did. <laughs> I wanted to know your thoughts on it, whether you thought it was Cooper Rave uh, being intentional on making Dakota have some of the lime otter pop. I do love this conspiracy. That is hilarious of being like, oh, you're allergic to limes. <laughs> Go try this. Oh, I didn't even put this together. Yeah, she started with the blue one. Right. Right. She had what I imagine is blue raspberry. And she was like, mm, my tongue's blue. But then they swapped, and I find, you know, listen, okay, green can be different flavors. Sure. I understand that. (laughs) But typically, it is lime. Yeah. That is very funny. Incredible. Yeah. She did. Honestly, a visionary. (laughs) And I just want to know, did Cooper know, was he in on the bit? Because it was very hard for me to stay paying attention to that scene and not be like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> interesting choice there, sir. <laughs> Could have been any other flavor. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> Could have been cherry. I feel like he has to be in on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel Could've like he's great. too online enough to not know the bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be so funny, though. If he was just like, hey, let's do a swapsies. Let's <laughs> give you Because it was just so... And I think... That is something for Andrew is a mess throughout all of this. Yeah. Um, of like, I'm going to go pine for my girlfriend, Maya, 
who is very clearly way more competent than I am. She's in Barcelona, (laughs) finishing her (laughs) Fulbright. And it's like, obviously met a man there. She's like, killing it. Yeah. And is still having this like weird, uh, like friends with benefits situation with, I don't remember her name. Uh, I want to say. It was similar to Maya, which was confusing. (laughs) I agree. It was Macy. Macy, yes. Okay. Like the storm. Um, <laughs> yes. Who, Macy, underrated character. Mm, yeah. But had some very existential lines of like, do you think that I've peaked? And I I think that we've all asked ourselves that at 22. Um, and then we see Andrew with a 32-year-old mother who's theoretically engaged to a uh, a man who works in Chicago, question mark. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> and he's swapping spit with her with Otter Pops. And it's like, how do you expect this man to not get attached? He works at the mall. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's down you bad. You're presenting him with a life. He's looking for any excuse to like go back to like high school and college and th- those days and like figuring shit out and having all these terrible choices. And also his scenes with Macy are so interesting because like those are when he gets like the real reality checks you know like he yes is in sort of this fantasy world with um domino and stuff of being like maybe you know this could be my life um but with macy he's like oh this girl that like i was obviously attracted to in you know math class or whatever <laughs> um i'm gonna sleep with her because i'm just like back in my hometown and like saving up to maybe go to barcelona even though that's definitely not gonna work or be a good thing right. that i do um and her just being like, yeah, I don't really want to do this again. Like, you're you're cool. Like, it's cool that we're, like, friends again or whatever. But, like, this is not... I just kind of wanted to see. Because, like, that's kind of what you do when you're 22. And just and you're back with one other right. person that you knew from, <laughs> from high school. And being like, yeah, I guess. Like, let's try it. We're here. We're the only two people here. <laughs> like Macy, who, without prompting, is like, I'm actually not attracted to you, Andrew. Right. Um, <laughs> and never was. Macy, unprompted, <laughs> is like... I don't dream of labor. I loved yeah. her. I thought she was great. Yeah, she's a star. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel like that actress is always sort of like the sleeper hit in like everything she's in. Like I feel like she's always a side character, but she's always very good at it. Yes. Yeah. I agree. She's got a very cool it's also charm to her. Wild, because Andrew is playing house, and his like fantasy here. Um, there's the things that are happening to him are very real. Mm-hmm. He's trying to play house with someone who just had a miscarriage. Yeah. He's having a really, uh, kind of like is in a relationship that's very tested and is sitting, but is more so a companion to her daughter who was autistic and is experienced and not just that, but like is experienced in a lot of ableism, um, at the not just at her school but at these parties as well mm-hmm. and that is where he's like mm, is this should i settle down at 22 it kind of seems like a good idea for me <laughs> um but the reality checks that he gets is when he's with macy mm-hmm. doing things that you would consider are quote like normal for a 22 year old of like going to like get drunk and have sex with her yeah very odd very odd little man. <laughs> yeah. It is a, it's a very interesting story. 
I think, like, one thing I liked about this movie a lot was, like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, the high school movie or, like, just after graduating high school. And I feel like there's not a lot of things that are, like, thinking about or, like, exploring that, like, weirdness of having just graduated college. Mm -hmm. So I really, I like, I mean, that was something that I really liked, just being like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a totally weird period of upheaval in your life, but also we don't see it a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. We often do see that with high school, and I think that that transition after college is just as awkward, but is not shown as much. Because the the way that those, like, after-college movies, if they're made, is like, oh, I just got a job, and everything's perfect, the end. Right. I did it. (laughs) Everything's good now. That's not how it works for a lot of people. The way that I appreciated this was (laughs) him very much having a difficult time interviewing for that nonprofit. I think it's ASL. (laughs) And, and showing things that, that show that this transition is hard of like the, when he has that breakdown at a gas station and I love, there's only been a couple times I've seen this happen in movies when, when a character has a breakdown at a gas station. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it hits different. I love it so much. <laughs> um, I think it's in. I know it happens in The Fault in Our Stars, and I think it happens in 50-50, too. Mm. Uh, God, it's so good. And then when um, he's, I think after he says goodbye to Domino at the school, he's, like, crying in the car while it's raining. And I was like, yeah, that's actually, that sounds about right. (laughs) Like, that's the real transition after college. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, His relationship with his little brother, too, is so... Mm good and real <laughs> I'm just, yeah the brother was very sweet the brother's so good and he's just like so nervous and like wants to kiss his girlfriend <laughs> and is just like trying to get advice from his older brother and realizes that his older brother really isn't as cool as he thought he was and that adults also kind of suck and like have their problems and are kind of losers <laughs> and it's just like but like has this obviously like adoration and respect and it's just like see that kind of crumble but like in a real way that's like oh man we're all just figuring it out it's okay <laughs> like it's so good I love yeah like i don't know i yeah i feel like as someone who like my sibling is like eight years younger than me so seeing like their then have this sort of like big age gap in their like sibling relationship mm-hmm. just felt really relatable but also just that feeling of like you know like you're always especially when you're like younger sibling is so much younger like you're always trying to have the patience to like you know answer all the questions and like yeah. be the sort of like role model figure and like i think that like that t- those times that you sort of like let it crack that you're like annoyed or don't have time for it are just like really hard on both sides so it sort of like shatters this like weird illusion of mm. you as the like you know the like go-to role model yeah and the fact too that like when he's giving him all these like tips of how to have the perfect first kiss or whatever and he gets upset and he's like all that shit was made up like i don't know anything i'm i'm a loser i don't know how to do anything just figure it out whatever and you know this brother like goes to this bar mitzvah thing and like tries to do that same thing you know even though they had this falling out and it was kind of like an emotional thing but he was like I mean, that advice did kind of seem good, even though he was, <laughs> it didn't seem like he really, he just like yeah. pulled it out of his ass, but like, I'll try it, you know, it was like so sweet. Oh, I, I love their relationship so much. I, 
I don't understand it. I'm an only child, so I don't, it makes no sense to me. Um, but I, one of the parts that I loved the most was near the end of the movie when he, the little brother was supposed to come up and, uh, get stuff out of Greg's fridge and he was supposed to tell the whole story about how his like first kiss went Mm -hmm. and he was like I'm just a little heartbroken too because uh fucking Andrew's gonna be moving out and I was like that's cruel Um, (laughs) and I love it a lot (laughs) yeah I would be remiss and I think that we would be remiss if we did not talk about the titular cha-cha slide scene yeah (laughs) because I was waiting on bated breath when they were going, if they were going to use the cha-cha slide in this movie. Because the fact that they, they had the budget to use music in this movie. Right. And to find out (laughs) that they use the cha-cha slide and that's when the fight scene TM happens was truly everything I could have hoped for. Yeah, true chaos on all cylinders in a really beautiful way. (laughs) Just an absolute, like, everyone is punching everyone. Just throwing hands. Yeah. Is so, that is everything I could hope for. Yeah. And Andrew being, like, drunk off his ass and, like, not knowing what he's doing and is so late to start this (laughs) party. Like, yes, everyone would be talking about that party for the rest of time. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like oh god it's so good yeah it was perfect i like i was i just like wasn't i think like at that scene i wasn't like i had sort my attention was flagging a tiny bit and then i sort of heard the music coming in i was like okay shit is like it shit is actually going down now so i thought that was like a perfect usage of it i felt very much like the leonardo dicaprio pointing meme you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it i love this movie I did not expect to end the film um, liking Joseph. Mm. Um, and I don't, maybe liking is too generous, but I right. think it, the, what I didn't expect was the, near the end of the movie, having an appreciation for him in that like scene, the, the exchange that they had in the car. Mm. When Joseph's like, Hey bud, um, thanks for taking care of my family. And then Andrew just like drives off and just like cries. Yeah, and Andrew's just um, like, I'm sorry, I'm just like a little kid, and he's just like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's like, it's and so that's the real. thing, right? It's like Joseph's not a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's not like their relationship isn't great, but it's not bad. Right. They're just doing what works for them, and I think that Andrew by that point realizes like, I'm just not. This is not for me. I'm not in this situation Mm -hmm. Uh, and that is so heartbreaking and joseph obviously is like yeah you're just a you're just a baby you had to find that out on your own (laughs) i i'm very glad that i watched this movie i yeah i think like what oh sorry no that was that was my main thought i was just (laughs) going to take a very heavy side it was just a heavy film (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that scene sort of, for me, like, really high... I think this movie had, like, a lot of kindness to it that I liked. Mm. Like, you know, I think there's a way that that relationship, you know, Joseph and Andrew's relationship could have been, like, really shitty or, like, that he was meaner to him. But I think there was just sort of, like, people were giving each other grace to sort of fuck up in life. Um, 
you know, even with, like, sort of, like, Andrew's mom and, like, his family, like, everyone's very, everyone's very kind and sort of, like, forgiving, and it was just a very, like, I don't know, it was a, it was a wholesome movie, and I really enjoyed it, even though I also just wasn't expecting this sort of heaviness of it. Hmm. I think that that is a great point, that there is, it is a movie about the kind of, like, grace that's needed during that transition that not just Andrew's going through, but I think that a lot of them, a lot of the characters are going through in that time. Um, And I don't know that I've seen a movie cover, cover not just Andrew's transition period, but I mean, fuck like his mom Um, and the talk that they have at the end of like, Hey, I'm so glad that you're happy right now. Like when was the last time that you saw a a dude like have a good relationship with mom? Never. Yeah. Right. Um, And so I'm just glad that it is a it is a heavy movie, but it is worth watching, and I'm I'm glad. Um, I'm glad that it exists. Yeah. I'm also glad that we decided to watch this first, and I will need to keep it close to my chest because next week (laughs) we are watching the God the two thousand (laughs) twenty two version of Persuasion. Uh, well oh no (laughs) and i will need to keep dakota's i will need to keep her acting in this very close to my chest to remember she can in fact do this when she wants to she just chooses not to at times yeah and that's you know what that's her right (laughs) (laughs) you are allowed to do that and still get paid for it apparently Uh, So next week we have the new Persuasion that is not, in fact, a Sarah Snook production. (sighs) So hold on to your gourds, you know? Yeah. Godspeed. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Cody, we have some fantastic patrons to thank. Do you you want to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. Ooh, thank you to Kylie Minty. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh, thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Ow! Thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Ooh, thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Ooh, thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. 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 Thank you to Clara Belikov. Ooh, thank you to Katya Cart. Thank you to Hannah Dragomir. Ooh. Thank you to Hope Castile. Pew pew. Thank you to Rachel Ashford. Ooh. Thank you to Emerson Kirova. Ah. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Ooh. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Pew pew. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Ooh. Thank you to Tess Avery. Pew pew. Thank you to Danielle Burke. Thank you to my mom, your mom, our mom, Kelly Beck. Mom! <laughs> Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Thank you to Laura Forty. Thank you to Dan Seklos. Thank you to Maria Swan. Thank you to India Peach. Thank you to Emily Ozera. Ow! And last but certainly not least, thank you to Jaylene Ivishkov. Hell yeah. 
I am waiting on bated breath to know what fan fiction you have brought to this space. Okay, so I I, uh, I searched Timothy Chalamet Vampire on Vodka. <laughs> Incredible uh, start. Felt, which felt kind of fitting. Um, so I have one called The Eternal Seduction. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> in which Timothy is a vampire in the 19th century. Wow. Okay. I'm ready. Yes. Okay, so how, like, like 100, 100, 200 words? Yes, I believe you. I believe okay, you. Sweet. <laughs> okay, so basically, context this person's being followed down an alleyway, um, getting very concerned because their dress is dragging on rough, wet pebbles. Ooh. So <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll start right here. <laughs> The man stops right before the moon can shine on his face. My breathing is labored as he considers taking another step. I reiterate my point more forcefully. What do you want from me? Is it my coins? My dress? Or are you the person who has been killing innocent? He steps into the moonlight, halting my sentence dead in its tracks. He was an astonishing type of beauty. He was slim, but not too, but not too much to be worried about if he was eating well or not. His hair curled into perfect ringlets and his skin a magnificent pearl shade. He admires me with his mouth agape as I do to him. We gaze gaze at each other briefly before he breaks the eye contact. Your hair is beautiful, such a fiery grand color. He slowly walks towards me, but I do not back away this time. What is your name? Rose. And yours? He smiles, revealing his beautiful teeth, so sharp but dainty. His beauty almost made me forget he was just killing a man. Timothy. (laughs) He looks back at the man and a a sense of urgency returns to him. He grabs me by the shoulders tightly. Listen, this may come as a shock to you, but I am a vampire. (sighs) And we can leave it right there. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) I 100% believe that he is a vampire. Yeah. In real life. I mean, I feel like if they were doing, like, an interview with a vampire remake, he would be, like, right at the top of my list for casting. I, the fact that they didn't cast him in the, Cody's on AMC right now. I think it's AMC, yeah, where the the show is. The fact that they didn't cast him in that is criminal, and I think it's only because the fact that he's in, like, Dune has got their clutches. Right, yeah, (laughs) he's he's Dennis Villeneuve's boy now. (laughs) Yeah. That is uh, haunting. Um, thank you so much for bringing that yes. to this space. Um, I, I have to imagine that we have got some major Timothy Chalamet fans in this space. So you've really given them something to, to feed off of here. I love that. Yeah. But Tina, it has been an absolute honor to have you. Where can folks go to support your work? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Bettina Mac, uh, B-E-T-T-I-N-A-M-A-K. Um, and I'm on Instagram as CrispyEgg420. Yes. <sighs> it's a perfect follow if you want a great timeline break and some beautiful, beautiful videos and photos of delicious food. And also shit posts. Great shit posts. <laughs> a reminder of like, damn, I've been really hyper fixating. This is not a... a fucking shout to myself but damn i've been really hyper fixating on pb and j because i don't know what to eat and then you look at crispy egg 420 and it's like here's the literal most beautiful food you've ever seen in your life and it's like oh <laughs> there is other food exists that's right okay guys yes. 
Yes. Thank you. It's like it's like my internet space when I just want to go like fully head empty, you know, and like not even really think about like captions and like being too much of a presence online. I just like to drop a photo and then I sort of like sink back into the into the wall like the home room. Yeah. Listen, sometimes it's no thoughts, just egg, you know, and that's a great way to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just like I love the people were like, you shouldn't get on Instagram and take photos of your food. And you were like, you know what? Fuck you. Actually, <laughs> I'm going to take the prettiest photos you've ever seen. You were like, oh, all right. Yeah, okay. Uh, it Thank is, you. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm so glad to have had you here. Folks, um, please watch Cha Cha Real Smooth. We are not sponsored by Apple TV, but hey, we can be bought. Um, <laughs> so, um, amazing stuff. We are so sorry that we are going to make you watch Persuasion next week. Uh, but we're yeah. in this together. So. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's <laughs> fine. Um, you know what? Take care of yourselves. And until next week, as you say in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. And get it. Ooh. Ooh. Into the Twilight is an earbud media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.